Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. This week, Sean and I are discussing the topic of life balance. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. So, Les, (laughs) Sean, how are you doing today? Ah, you tried to beat me. <laughs> That's funny. So you were you were trying you were trying to beat me to the um, introduction punch, huh? Punch. All right. You know you kind of got to get out of the routine a little bit. That's why I try to throw a wrench in the works every now and again. So speaking of getting out of the routine, we're going to take a kind of a little bit of a detour yeah, topic I think today. It's, a, it's an appropriate topic though that people should think about because we do talk about work and process and quality and schedule and everything like that. But, uh, you know, there is a balance that has to be had, right? So life balance. So I think that, uh, you know, that's what we're going to focus on today. Just kind of see, uh, see what we can uh, discuss today on, on balancing out your, your life, all the different things, uh, that people need to do. And we've, we've covered a lot of topics, on business activities, but as you and I are both acutely aware, that there's more to yeah, life. Yeah, and you know, you don't find these things out, so. or you don't realize them, maybe until you get a little older. And I don't know if I if I was 25 or 30 or 35 even, and somebody you know talked to me about you know life balance and and uh, making sure that that you get the the right exercise and rest and enjoyment out of the rest of your life for the reason why you're working. Um, you know, if, if I would have, if I would have comprehended it and, and done, did something differently. Now I will say though, millennials that I, that I know and work with, they, they have a, a better life balance than us, you know, baby boomers and, and Xers. I would, okay. I, I would agree. We can talk yeah. about, it does seem that way. It does seem right, that and, way. And, and they're talking least. about it from the other side as to, you know, maybe meeting deadlines and, and being accountable and things like that, you know, maybe what I see is, is these millennials could, could take a, a notebook from, you know, the old days where, Hey, if you say you're going to do something, you better do it on time. But anyway, we'll, right. we can, we can get into that a little bit more. That's, that's kind of an HR discussion working with, with uh, different types of, of people in different age groups, different right. groups of people. But what we wanted yeah. to talk about here is, yeah, they're, you know, on that life balance and how it parallels work. Um, yes. You know, what you do, what you focus on. You know, right. So, you know, trying to, um, you know, I guess, first of all, I think we should touch on, you know, why having a life balance is important. And, you know, we're here using that buzzword life balance. You know, we, we try not to, get too wrapped up in buzzwords, but quite honestly, that is a good word that describes what we're talking about here. And it's the balance of, you know, most of us have to have a job, you know, we haven't won the lottery or anything. Uh, most of us, you know, have some sort of, of family lifestyle and, and most of us need to have some sort of, uh, way of enjoying life. So hobbies, uh, and making sure that uh, we stay fit and stay stay in shape, and that's the area that I'm focused on right now personally. Um, but uh, you've got to you've got to take all those things and piece them together, and make sure that you've got a scenario set up that makes you a 
fully healthy human being. And uh, that's that's really the goal, right? You know, is that you're wanting to be well-rounded. You're wanting to, you know, live a good, healthy life. You know, I, I, I can never forget. I don't think I'll ever forget when we had, uh, I think it was at our old company, um, I I could never forget the topic of when the H, not the HR guy, but you know those people that come in and kind of tell you what your benefits plans are going to be, those guys. He, one of them said that your goal in life is to be in uh, good enough shape to where you just right, drop dead at the end. You don't want – it's a cliff, exactly, that the shape of the curve is not a of, downhill of slope. time, yeah. That, I use that all the time. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, and I've never forgotten that analogy as to why you want to have some sort of balance in all the different things you do, because, you know, you and I have both seen what being a workaholic will do to you. You know, I just, uh, you know, and of course, when you're young, you've got a lot of energy, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to see that picture. But I think as you get a little older, get a little wiser, um, you know, the importance of not working your life away is, is very obvious and, and is something you've got to take in consideration. Right. And, and this topic, I think, is a good topic and always bringing it back to the work side, right, is man versus business. So, so that versus business part comes in to play here, I think, strongly because you need to be in a, a, an environment at work that understands that as well. If your boss expects you to put in 26 hours a day and, you know, work to no, to no um, you know, end of, of having a, a life balance, then that's, that's a stressful situation that you don't want to have to deal with. Um, you know, I can't sit here and that's tell right. people you should go look for jobs that, you know, we're all happy and everything like that. But, but <laughs> yeah, we're no. not giving job advice. The thing is, though, it, it would be best now, if you're a leader in an organization, understand that people have a life at the end of the day, right? And and on the weekends. Mm-hmm, um, yes. And, you know, there are times where you, you do need to work late. You do need to work on a weekend because there's a big project that has to be done. But you don't want that to become the norm. And, and That's right. That, and I was just getting ready to add on to that, is that the goal as a leader is to make sure that that is not yeah. now the new base, you know, because that's the danger that that happens right there is that all of a sudden people are expected to work 60 hours a week because that's what they had to do one week mm-hmm. to get work done. And now you've set a new bar, so to speak. And that's that's a very unfortunate situation right. to be putting in. people under that stress ultimately adversely affects the the efficiency of the person and the um, output that they generate. I did see. Um, a podcast. They're short little podcasts that Harvard Business Review has, and and one mm-hmm. podcast was about stress in the workplace. And they did a study, and I don't recall all of the details. But if you look it up, uh, Harvard Business Review on podcasts and and stress in the workplace, they they found that there is a level of stress that you should have in the workplace in order to produce the proper amount of output. Too much stress. It's a bell curve. Too much, too much stress brings down the the output. Not enough stress does not create enough output. So there's got to be there's got to be a, a okay. happy medium. Put it where you know there's right. accountability and there's due dates, and that's where everything that we've talked about up up until now should be the language of the office, such that 
you get the work done, but then it's well understood that, yes, if you need to be at the gym every day at 530 because that's the best time for you to work out and you can get to the machines and it's not too crowded, well, how do you build the day around getting the output out necessary to get you to the gym at 530 every day so that you can get home and have dinner with your family or go out with uh, your buddies and go bowling or whatever you do, like, yeah, play top golf. Well, go mountain biking. Mountain biking, road biking. Yeah, so I, I'm not go. sure if everybody knows our, our hobbies, mountain biking, CrossFit, um, <laughs> these, these crazy things yes. that uh, keep you busy but actually drive you, something to, something to look forward to at the end of the day, knowing that you are going to be energized after you provide some kind of heart-pounding exercise. Um you know, that's what I was going to say is one of the ways that I look at, uh, uh, you know, the fitness programs that I, I'm engaged in is is sometimes I come up to them and I go, oh, I don't want to work out today. You know, and I always have that thought at the why in the road. Do I go this direction to go to, to CrossFit or do I go this direction and go on home? And, you know, I usually I make the right choice and go to work out usually. And but I'm but I'm always glad after I did. And I think that that's the thing you've got to keep remembering is that that feeling actually helps you and helps you become uh, more productive uh, during the next day, during that evening. Um, you actually feel better about what you're doing uh, when you do that kind of stuff. Now, a lot of people do that in the mornings. I have not figured that one out. I've tried, but yeah, I I'm just, a morning I guy. can't I like, do it for I some do, reason. I do like going home from work afterwards. But, you know, then you get up, you get up and... 4.15 in the morning to go work out between 5 and 6. But I, that's that's me. So whenever you can do it, and I feel I feel fine during the day. That's um, right. So, so right. you know, however you do it. You know, also picking, also picking something that is fun and enjoyable. So, you know, just a minute ago, uh, he, he mentioned, um, he mentioned, uh, uh, Sean mentioned mountain biking. You know, I think the reason that I do mountain biking is the fact that it's mm-hmm. also enjoyable. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and oh, by the way, I'm getting some exercise by doing it. So if you can find that kind of thing, that's what you should be looking for. And, uh, and quite honestly, the reason we're bringing that part up is because it truly does make a difference in how your day goes as far as, uh, work activity goes. Usually you're, you know, much more energized, you're much more excited, you're much uh, more engaging, you know, your brain is popping and firing, you well, know, and, and, so, you know, in that same vein, it's a big, it's a big puzzle or, or, or cog that, that multiple wheels have to turn. So, you know, with this, you have mm-hmm. to include sleep and you have to include nutrition. I was just getting ready to say sleep is the other, the last part of this puzzle. You know, we talked about food, we talked about exercising, but sleep is the one I truly think that people uh, have a tendency to skimp on. Uh, not me, but I am not in that category. Yeah, I, I can tell you that now. I've been a military guy. Uh, I didn't. I, you know, you go through and don't. You don't need much sleep. You don't get much sleep. So I, I took that into the working world, where you know the old adage of "I'll sleep when I'm dead," you know comes up and, and that's the way that's, that's I haven't heard that one to be, but as you learn more and study more I mean we should always be learning and studying whether it's for work or for our hobbies or you know things in life I and mean, you know what to eat you know what to sleep mean um, 
you know, you learn, you learn that, uh, that these things have to be in balance. Right. Yeah. So, you know, getting a good night's sleep and, you know, of course, a lot of the experts say seven to eight hours is, uh, you know, a good night's sleep. And, and if you're doing that consistency, consistently, you're, you know, you're building up a good level of sleep. Um, going now that we've kind of gone through, you know, the kind of the major areas of balancing your life with different stuff, what can, what do you think companies can do to help you with, you know, with life balance, you know, what are some things that, you know, organizations should be thinking about in this day and age, especially since you brought up, you know, the millennials coming up into the environment, what are some reasonable, and I, I want to really put the word reasonable things, because I've heard some pretty wacky things that companies do to, you know, help right, with this me thing, out here but, in, uh, in Silicon Valley, you have a lot of the high tech guys doing all kinds of crazy yeah. things and they, they feed you and, and give you beer at work and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, <laughs> have exactly, sleep pods yeah. in the office. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of legacy companies out there that don't think that way. But I, I would encourage companies to have right. a committee that includes HR that, that will look for benefits for the employee outside of work, whether it's a reduced membership fee at a gym or, or organizing, right. organizing weekend hikes. Now, of course, unfortunately, if you have the HR group involved, you got, you got to make sure the legal's involved and people sign waivers. And if you go on a company-sponsored hike, that if you hurt yourself, you know the company's not liable. And I'm sure all that stuff has to be looked at and taken care of. But you know, it's, yes. it's a shame. It's a shame it that, that we have to think in that manner. But but it is. You know, well, okay. If you have to have everybody sign a waiver that says, "Hey, we're going to get together and we're going to go hike or we're going to go kayaking." Once a month, there's going to yeah. be an outdoor activity, maybe funded somewhat or sponsored by the company. I think it, it provides multiple benefits of, one, getting everybody together outside of work so that you can see the humanity in your fellow coworkers. You know, that's, that's the thing yeah. that I think helps out a lot once you realize that the people that you work with that maybe you don't see often, you know, in different departments, maybe in different, in different areas of the company – but you have to deal with them and you get an email and, and, and what I see these days, especially with the, the living on social media and living on email is that people are a lot nastier if they don't know who you are, if they don't see you. So, so I think, I think yes. to help an organization build a culture of collaboration, getting people together is an important aspect. Now I will say that if you do something on the weekends, People have families and they want to spend the weekends with their families. So it is hard to get people away from their families to do then a work function with other work people that they see. So you know what? If you can do it, you take a Friday afternoon. You know, if people can, if you can pay the people for the afternoon activity of, of something fun, I don't know. I like to think that, that paintball would be a good one, but you might, you might, you might hurt somebody <laughs> playing you know, paintball um, and not get that much exercise either. Yeah, that, yeah, that could, yeah, that could be a little dangerous depending on animosity between different <laughs> people. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying that that it should it it's should like, be something that doesn't take people away from their family life, but then builds the culture that you want to in the office. You know, a couple of the things I was thinking about was uh, you know lunchtime mm -hmm. walking groups. You know, where people you know can go to a park and and walk uh, during lunch, maybe have a, a brown bag lunch, you know, and like a picnic 
uh, we've got a park that's nearest, you know, doing something like that. Um, I wish, and our, our company is getting a little bit better. Um, you know, sometimes when we do these activities where we bring in food, not always bringing in just pizza, you know, bringing in some, you know, healthier options, um, for those of us that are at least trying (laughs) and it's, and it's always a challenge. (laughs) I, I often, uh, describe to people that, uh, you know, with food, I get what's called shark eyes. So I see food and my eyes roll in the back of my head and my mouth just opens wide, you know. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on that. In fact, uh, we had a birthday today. Uh, not only was it was my wife's birthday today, but it was one of my coworkers' birthday. And, of course, somebody brought in a cake for him, oh. a German chocolate cake. And I'm, like, standing there going, oh, I can't eat that. You know, it's like, I mean, I'll have to do CrossFit twice today just to work out any part of that. You know, <laughs> is it worth it? I'm standing there going, yeah, it's not and, worth and it. You know what? <laughs> Thinking, using, using your brain to help your body, I think, is something that people have to have to get used to and and be okay with. So it's a matter of discipline for you. And it's a matter. Yeah. It's a matter of discipline and options. So if you are if if you are trying to be healthier and more healthy, just like we talk about, and I'm, I'm always trying to bring this back into our main, our main goal of this podcast is what do you do in business? Right. And what, what is my, right. my one word mantra for what we've talked about for the last you know year and a half planning. So, so you have to plan planning. So, so in planning, planning for food. so instead of, you know, having that piece of cake and everybody's eating and drinking, if you've got a bag of nuts at your desk or carrot sticks or whatever that, that you enjoy, you know, the thing that, that, that I realize I yeah. love chocolate. I'm a chocoholic. I'm a chocoholic. Oh my but goodness. The thing is, I am, I find that I am just as happy eating blueberries instead of M&M's. I'm, I'm an M&M-holic. Peanut M&M, I just eat the 56-ounce the bag of those things that you get for like $11. Two sittings, I'll knock that thing out. Wow, how have you luckily, kept your girlish luckily, figure? Luckily, I've got high, high metabolism or something. A lot of, yeah, a lot of bike, bike riding. riding. But the thing is, yeah, how much better shape would I be if I didn't eat a you know, four-pound bag yeah, of M&Ms yeah. in two days? Um, but... Well, and if you are in shape, I mean, that's where you can, you know, balance a few of those yeah. slight pleasures, you know, yeah. without going off the rails, but it is, it is hard. It's like a slight pleasure. And yeah, say, no, my, sister, my sister, she's a smart lady that, you know, has her master's degree and, you know, does a lot of, does a lot of things. And she always, she, when I tell her things like this about, oh yeah, you know, I can eat a big, you know, 1500 calorie hamburger from Whataburger or whatever. And she's like, and, and I say, well, you know, I rode 60 miles and burned, you know, whatever, 6,000 calories. She's like, it doesn't matter. Food, the food part of your calorie burn is 80% of your health, not the exercise. So it's an 80, That's right. the 80, 20 rule runs That's in right. food versus exercise is good. And it does a lot for you. But it's only twenty yeah. percent of the actual process and benefit process. of the body, right? And I'm sure, like yes, everybody that was listening to this podcast, is like, "Oh my god, we got to listen to these guys." But <laughs> you know, but this is this is kind of some wisdom from some fifty year olds that uh, uh, you know that we've learned over the years that uh, you know you really got to pay attention to. So if there's anything that I'd love for people to pick out of this, it's the fact that. You know, 
by balancing some of this uh, food, it does affect your job and the way you perform and the way you actually right. get and, your work and done. Let, let's let it be known that if you're 50 something, it's really not old yet. <laughs> Cause uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's you who you it talk to, right? <laughs> I will tell, I, I will tell you in my CrossFit well, yeah, group, I'm tough. old. But, hey, you know, my road bike and climb <laughs> and climb a 5,000 foot mountain. I can hang with the younger guy. So, yeah. So that's okay. That's, yeah. that's okay. And it, and, it, and it doesn't all necessarily have to do with your gearing. <laughs> yeah. That's they get right. those thighs so, a pumping. That's right. That's right. So is there anything else we should touch on on this? Uh, well, I think this just subject, to Sean? recap why we decided to talk about this one, one, you're working, yeah. you're earning money for your family. You're also earning money for toys. Okay. And I don't right. believe it's it's the one with the dies with the most toys wins. I believe I believe that you yeah. should focus just like at work. If you're focusing on projects, if it's a five S project or if it's a, a you know a project that you've got to get completed because you're the project manager, that's where your focus is. Focusing on hobbies. One of the things that you and I last talked about at the beginning of this was I've realized in the last you know year year and a half that having all these toys for the one or two times that I do them a year, it's not, it's not a, uh, a focused effort on my part and it distracts from the things that I do love to do. So, you know, having, having, you know, a four wheeler and playing tennis is fine. You can always play tennis, but you know, the things that I love to do are photography and cycling. So, so shedding the other things that are distractions to cycling and photography it feels good. It actually feels good that I can put the resources into those two hobbies that I absolutely love. Um, you know, so I'd like to take your comment that you made there and turn it a little bit and say, you're right. It's not the, the ones with the most toys that win in the end. To me, it's the ones that are the happiest and most content in the end are the ones that win. That's what you need to look for. You as I got older and, and uh, shifted jobs, the the idea was looking for meaningful work. So you look for meaningful work, yes. you look for, for everything meaningful in your life. And so it doesn't have to be the, the fanciest car, or maybe it does have to be the fanciest car. Whatever is meaningful to you and which, what, what makes you right. happy and makes the people around you happy and makes people that want that are around you want to be with you. That's, that's my, right. and this might be a little bit of a morbid thing, but... I figure I'll have a successful life if I've got a lot of people at my funeral. Not that not that I yeah. I demand them to come, yeah. but if they want to come out of their own out of their own whatever fruition, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sense of hey, this guy was okay in, in life. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to his funeral. Then, right. then you know you won. You're not going to be there to see it, but you know you won. Are you, did, you did the right. Ah, uh, you might be. You might be kind you of lingering know. right up above there, you know. kind of looking down, going you thumbs up. So that's hey, where yeah. I see success. So we kind of felt like this was kind of a just a, a little bit of off the rail topic, but you know it was a, a good topic since we are talking about uh, you know leadership and kind of going down that path. We felt that uh, you know kind of covering the whole life balance topic was was important right now. And it's something that Sean and I have been, uh, you know, bantering back and forth for a while now anyway. So it was, it was something that I think we both wanted to yeah. kind of touch on. So this was, it's this not, was yeah, good it's not good time. We've run out of topics. Believe me, we've got plenty of 
topics to go through. Oh no, we got just topics. It, it's just it's just nice to go kind of a little to the right every once in a while right. on and, our and, topics. And you the know, hard so. part about this is it's easy to say have a work life balance, but like I like I touched on at the beginning, and I yes. want to you know touch the people that are listening. How do you integrate that with work with people that might not think that way? With with people that that want to go home right. at night and, and sit on the couch and watch TV, there you know there might be plenty. Those people think that maybe working fourteen hours a day and watching TV for two hours a day, eating dinner and going to bed is is the way it should be done. I would argue with that. Right, so, I would agree. Changing the culture in that respect is just as important as changing the culture to a quality culture. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay, why don't we go ahead and uh, we'll stop right here. Uh, we hope everybody has enjoyed uh, this podcast, and we will talk to everybody. Bye, Les. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.